Now, I'm, uh, I'm used to sort of reading letters from Paul to the Corinthians or the Galatians or the Ephesians. I'm, I'm used to reading letters from Peter, but this morning I'm going to read a different kind of letter. Dear Santa, I hope this letter finds you well. I'm writing to you to let you know, as I'm sure you already do, that I've been very good this year. And so I would like the following gifts. A Barbie doll, a Barbie doll car, and a pony. Merry Christmas, Santa. I'll be staying up late waiting for you on Christmas Eve with love, Phil Stolk, one, four, three... No, it's not from me. There's something wrong with this letter. It didn't work. It must have been some sort of error. I didn't get my pony. Uh, but no, there's something wrong with the idea of a grown man asking for a Barbie doll. That is wrong. There's something wrong in the fact that Santa didn't send the pony. But the thing that's really wrong with this letter is that it turns a gift into something that you earn. Because that's the message of Santa, isn't it? He makes a list, he checks it twice, he finds out who is naughty and who is nice, and if you're nice, he'll bring you presents, but if you're naughty, you get a lump of coal. But you see, that's not a gift, is it? Santa doesn't give gifts, he gives rewards. Santa pays wages. He operates according to the message of our world that says you get what you deserve. Good things come to those who earn them. That is the message of Santa. But friends, this morning we come to celebrate a different message. Because we come to celebrate a real gift. The gift of God himself entering our world, entering our story to bring hope and life and peace. We're here because Christmas is not about the big man in a red suit who gives you what you deserve, but about a big God who gives us precisely what we don't deserve. We're here to celebrate the message that the angels brought to a bunch of shepherds outside Bethlehem two millennia ago, because Jesus truly is a gift like no other. And as we hear the words that the angels spoke to those shepherds, we'll see that Jesus is the gift more desirable than the things of your wildest dreams. The gift more necessary than anything else you've ever needed. And a gift that you can receive with joy. Because Jesus is the gift we don't deserve. But did you know that today, a third of Australians will receive an unwanted Christmas gift? One in three of you have already, or will at some point today, get something that you don't want, don't need, and will never use. You know the one. Maybe it's the gift you got from the office secret Santa last week. Or maybe it's the one from that distant relative that you met once 15 years ago. You know, the one that great Aunt Mabel sends in the post every year in October. She's early. And you get it, it's wrapped up, it feels soft, it smells a bit stale. And even before you unwrap it, you know, I don't want that. It's going straight to the back of the cupboard, straight to the charity bin, or straight to the other bin. 
Every year, people put God's gift in that category. Every year, people treat Jesus the same as the hand-knitted tea cosy from Great Aunt Mabel. Don't want it, don't need it, thanks, but no thanks. It's great that Jesus means something for you, but I'll pass. But did you hear what the angel said to the shepherds? I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. The fact that God's Son was born into this world is not just good news for religious people or moral people. It is good news that will cause great joy for all people. Now, when a baby is born, there's a very specific order in which people find out this happy news, isn't there? Usually, it goes like this. Immediate family first, then close friends, then those relatives that you only talk to when there's a baby that's being born, and then it goes on social media. And that's the order, and parents get very upset if you kind of mess with the order. People don't like it when the auntie posts a photo of their new baby on Instagram before you've had a chance to call the rest of the family. People don't like it when a certain mother-in-law tells a certain brother-in-law before we had the chance to call him. Yes, we remember, Di. (laughs) We have this very defined order for how births are announced. But when Jesus is born, all of that just goes out the window, doesn't it? Because the first people to know about it, not Mary and Joseph's relatives, not some religious leaders as we might expect, but a bunch of blokes watching sheep and some stargazers from a far away country. That'd be like King Charles's ascension being first announced to a bunch of tradies on a construction site having smoko. The king is here. Oh, cool. Of all the ways that God could have entered this world, he chose to enter via an unmarried teenage mum giving birth in a back shed. And of all the people in the world that the arrival of God's king could have been pronounced to, God chose these guys, some shepherds and some stargazers from a faraway country. Why? Because this is good news for all people. This is good news for people who were searching for God. And this is good news for people who had never even given God a second thought. It's good news for those of you who are in church every single Sunday. And it's good news for those of you who are here this morning just because someone in your family made you come. It's good news for shepherds and tradies and suits and royals. It's good news for the naughty and the nice. Friends, the arrival of the Lord Jesus is good news for you. Now, maybe Jesus isn't the gift that you thought you wanted this Christmas. You're happy enough with a shiny new toy or a good feed, a few days off work, some good times with family and friends. But as good as these things are, and they are good, Chances are you'll wake up tomorrow still wanting more or wishing you had less. But friends, dig beneath the surface a little bit. Ask yourself, what is it that you really want in life? What are your ultimate dreams? 
What is it that would make you say, I have everything I've ever wanted? Whatever that thing is, whether that is love or acceptance or just feeling like you belong, whether that's fame or popularity or success, whether it's wealth or comfort or pleasure, whatever that thing is, you will find it most perfectly, most completely, in its purest form, in God alone. Because all of us are searching for something, and we're searching for God because we were made for God. You were made for eternal joy in eternal relationship with an eternal God, and that's exactly what God offers you at Christmas. Christmas is good news of great joy for all people because at Christmas, God offers us himself. Now, sometimes at Christmas, you get the gift you really want, but at other times, you just get the gift that you need. We gave our kids undies for Christmas. I reckon you can guess which category that one fits into. But while we might think Christmas is good news of great joy because we get a few days to eat ourselves silly and then spend the next few days recovering watching cricket or a yacht race, the angel tells the shepherds that the good news of great joy is that they have received exactly what they need. The good news of great joy is that a saviour has been born and that is good news because a saviour is exactly what we need. You see, for all the joy and excitement of Christmas, there's a sobering side to the Christmas story. Because the fact that God himself stepped down into our world as a saviour reveals that there is something deeply wrong with this world, doesn't it? More specifically, it reveals that there is something deeply wrong with us. The fact that Jesus had to come says volumes about how bad this world really is. And friends, it's not hard to see, is it? You, you turn on the news, take one look around the world, take one look into your own heart, and you'll see a world where there is anger and greed and pride. You'll see a heart that has pushed God to the side and said, I'll take it from here. You'll see a world full of people lost in sin and a world where death wins. But friends, it's into that world that Jesus entered. He came on a rescue mission and of course he performed that rescue by one day dying in our place and taking the punishment that our sins deserved. Our greatest need is for sin and death to be dealt with and at Christmas Jesus came to meet that need. He's both the gift that we most desire and the gift that we most require. And even though we don't deserve him, God gives himself freely. Now our culture doesn't really know what to do with free gifts. I was at the IGA the other day and my my phone that I used to pay with wasn't working. And the, the lady behind the checkout, she went out the back, grabbed her purse and paid for my 
$3 tub of sour cream. And it was very, very kind of her. But my first instinct, my first reaction was, I need to go back and pay her back. She said, Merry Christmas, this is my gift to you. But no, 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 my first instinct is, I I need to get even. I, I can't just receive a gift, I need to pay her back. Because we actually find it really hard to receive unmerited favour, don't we? It's the same reason we sometimes agonise over what to buy someone for Christmas because we don't want them to spend more on us than we spend on them. Has anyone gone through that heartache this Christmas? We're not actually very good at gifting or receiving gifts. We're good at rewarding, we're good at giving people what we think they deserve, but unmerited favour, we don't know what to do with that. But this is the thing about Christmas. God didn't look down on this world and say, oh, they got me something, I guess I'll have to get them something. No, no, no. The exact opposite of that. God looked down on this world that hated him, a world that didn't want him, a world that was dying because of its stubborn refusal to listen to him. And God looked down on that undeserving world with nothing but love. And so he gave. He gave us what we don't deserve so that we might enjoy what Jesus alone deserves. He looked down on the naughty and gave us what rightfully belongs to only the nice. And friends, he did that for you. We don't deserve him. We didn't earn him. We can't repay him. But because God so loved this world, He gave His only Son, so that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And so friends, what do you do with a gift like this? What do you do with a gift like no other gift, or the only thing you can do? You do what the shepherds did. You receive it with joy. Friends, today is about a gift like no other gift. You'll receive other gifts, but this is in a category of its own. It is a gift that will satisfy your deepest longings in this life. A gift that addresses your deepest need. A gift that I don't deserve, a gift that you don't deserve, a gift that no one deserves. And yet it is the gift that God offers you today. Friends, don't let Jesus be the unwanted Christmas gift that's stuffed out of sight and out of mind this Christmas. Friends, receive him with joy. Take hold of this precious gift, unwrap it and rejoice in having the gift that changes everything. Let me pray. Father God, we praise you for Christmas. We praise you that in your wisdom and your love, you chose to step down into a world that had rebelled against you so that you might rescue it. We thank you that you sent Jesus, born as a man so that he might save humanity. We thank you that you sent Jesus, who was perfect, so that he might rescue the imperfect. We thank you that you sent your own son 
so that he might reconcile us to you. And Father, help us to receive this gift today. May we be filled with joy, knowing that out of your love, you sent your son so that we might enjoy you forever. We thank you for this gift. Help us to receive it, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.